Good morning, church. How you guys doing? Hello. Who's that, Jesse? Is that Bill? You, Bill? No? All right. Cool. All right, why don't you guys turn to the person next to you, turn to the person on your right, and tell them, you're looking good today. Yeah. (laughs) And why don't you guys, after, turn to the person to your left and say, I know. (laughs) Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. We're glad to have you guys. Um, Again, if you guys have your Bibles, we'll be in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. And if you guys don't have a Bible with you, you have a pew Bible in front of you available. So please have that handy if you guys want to... Use that. Uh, Also, we'll have the verses right up on the screen. So uh, if you guys don't mind, uh, I just want us to read the verses again. Just Matthew chapter 5 for right now. So why don't you join me? Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 16. Uh, Verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Uh, Next verse. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Uh, Before I start, let me pray for us. Is that cool with y'all? Let me pray for us. God, we want to thank you so much. God, we thank you that we get to come here uh, as a family as brothers and sisters in Christ. And Lord, most importantly, we get to come to worship a good and faithful God. And we thank you so much for your word. We always thank you so much for your guidance and your grace and your love for us. And Lord, we thank you. We want to pray for this time as we go through your word. Uh, Show us, Lord, what is it you want us to speak today. And so we thank you. We love you. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, just by a show of hands, how many of you guys have ever made a New Year's resolution? By a show of hands, how many of you guys made a New Year's resolution? All right, keep, them ha- keep your hands up, keep your hands up. All right, how many of you guys actually succeeded? In- oh, yeah, I saw all these hands going down. We got one person in the back, good for you, awesome. All right, so um, a little bit about me. Uh, does it- you know, I love watching TV, nothing new. One of the shows I love watching on TV is called The Tonight Show by Jimmy Fallon. And so he has this segment on the show called Hashtag. I'm kind of, kind of scared of what the reaction is going to be. How many of you guys know what a hashtag is by show of hands? Okay, good. I'm, okay, that's good. Okay, I was kind of scared. I thought I was like too young to like not, you know. But... He has a segment called Hashtag, and for those who do not know what a hashtag is, basically on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, it's, kind of, it's basically a word or phrase uh, preceded by a number sign or a pound sign. And what it does, it identifies a message on a specific topic. So on this segment in Jimmy Fallon, he did a hashtag called Resolution Fail. For those who made resolutions but couldn't really live up to it, right? So there's a couple of examples I want to show you guys on the screen. So the first one says, my resolution January 1st was to lose 15 pounds. As of today, I only have 20 more to go. (laughs) All right, cool. Next one. I bought the book, Stop Procrastinating Now. 
I didn't read it yet. Hashtag resolution fail. Next one. Decided to become a vegetarian when I was 13. Ate pork chops for dinner that night. I forgot I didn't like vegetables. <laughs> resolution fail. And then last one. This one goes for the, all the youth students and the parents. My mom resolved to stop yelling. When I asked how she would, how she would do that, she yelled, how am I supposed to know? Hashtag resolution fail. Cool. And why do I share these little slides and, uh, to you guys? Uh, first and foremost, just to have fun. You know, we get to have fun at church, right? We're not always so serious. But also, sometimes when we make resolutions, when we make goals, uh, we want to strive for them. And not only strive for them, we want to accomplish them. And so the question I have for us today, uh, as Christians, what is our goal? What is our purpose? You know, what are we as Christians called to do? And I want to challenge you guys and ask this question. Are we just called as Christians to be nice people, to do, to do just nice things? Is that our call in our life? That we just go out and just do nice things and, oh, have a nice day. That's it. That's our calling as Christians. I like to think that it's something much grander, something way bigger than that. And so in our text today in Matthew 5, I feel like um, we see Jesus on top. And obviously in chapter 5 is the Sermon on the Mount. And we see Jesus preaching to his disciples and also to a huge crowd. And we see in verses 14 to 16 that he's teaching and talking to them about what it means to be the light of the world. He calls them the light of the world and shows them what it means to be the light of the world. Okay? And so if you guys can look on the screen, we have the verses up there. Um, we're going to be camping out here for a little bit. Uh, verse 14, Jesus specifically calls them, you are the light of the world. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, you are the light of the world. You. And then you can respond saying, I know. <laughs> All right. But Jesus tells them, you are the light of the world. But right after he says that, he goes on to explain a, their specific purpose. That the, as a light of the world, you have a specific purpose, a specific call as the light. And so he gives a little illustration in verse 15. Um, he says, Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. And so just to drive this point a little further, I have right on stage, I hope this works, I didn't, a lamp. Yes. All right. Let's pray this works. I didn't test it out. Oh, oh yeah. All right. So, he says, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. How many of you guys light a lamp and the first thing you do is put it under a basket? Oh, okay, good. Okay, just making sure. This is kind of how silly the illustration looks. You don't get a lamp and be like, oh, nice. All right, cool, yes. I'm going to cover that up and so nothing goes out. No one does that. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. But he says, but you put it on a stand, and what's it do? It gives light to all in the house. It gives light to all in the house. And it's a, it's a simple illustration, but I just wanted to drive that point home. And why do I share that illustration with you guys, if I can find my notes? 
Okay. Jesus shows us as lights we have a specific purpose in this world, in our, in our lives. That we are to, in verse 16 it says, to let your light shine. And this is not a way for us to say we are the center of attention. He doesn't say we put the light on the stand. We're not the center of attention. But basically what he is sharing with us is that the light, it gives us, the light it has a specific person to shine. And that word shine, I underlined it for you guys on verse 16. What's that even mean? Like, what does that even mean? What does he mean by shine? Um, first of all, the light he's talking about is our good works. As Christians, we share our good works to people around us. So we want to shine that and show that to other people. And that word shine, if you guys can look at that, specifically in the Greek, now, yeah, now you like know I'm like a legit seminary student when I say uh, in the Greek. So, um, but in the Greek, that word shine, the way Jesus says it is actually he's saying it as a command. The way that it's written, the way that it's shared, when he's saying it, he's saying it more, not, more, not as an encouragement, but more of a command. He's, sh- he's telling them, let your light shine. He's commanding them. And before we go on, something we need to understand about commands uh, you know, sometimes when we think of commands, we think of something very negative. It's like someone's forcing me to do it. Like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do it. But something we need to understand about commands is, yes, we need to follow them. But when we listen to them, we need to know who is saying it to us. We need to know who the, com- where, who the command's coming from. So let me ask you guys a question. Would you like to take a command from someone who does not like you, who annoys you, who bothers you, and you have no respect for. Would you guys love listening to that kind of command? Probably not, probably not. But the command that this is coming from is none other than Jesus. And for us as Christians, we love Jesus. We love him. Why do we love him? Because he first loved us. He cares for us. He is with us. And because of who he is and how good he is, That's why we follow his commands. That's why we listen. And so, just to drive this point a little further, uh, back when I was in college, which is not too long ago, um, one of my college pastors told me when he was growing up, he used to hate taking out trash. How many of you guys like taking out the trash? Raise your hands. Okay, by Tony's lap, that means no one. (laughs) But he used to hate taking out the trash. He used to hate how messy it got, how slimy it got. I don't know if this ever happened to you when you guys try to throw it out and put it in the garbage can and you miss and everything just falls over. That's like the worst, right? But he hated it. But he told me when he got married to his wife, um, when they got married and they were were together, his wife would tell him, Billy, can you please take out the trash? Can you take out the trash? And his immediate response was, Anything for you, babe. Anything for you, right? And I thought that was so silly, but he was telling me, you know, the reason why I do it, I hate taking out the trash, but I love my wife. You know, if she tells me to do something, I want to help as much as I can. Why? Because I love my wife. So for all you husbands out there, if your wife tells you to take out the trash, take it out, okay? All right, cool, cool. So, um, yes. But that's the example I want to give. It means a lot more for us to follow the command of someone we love and respect. Right? 
And this is Jesus for us. We love him because he loves us. Not only that he loves us, he died for us. He gave his life for us. And we have eternal life through him. And so Jesus gives us the command to shine light, basically to share and show your good works. Why? Why should we go show our good works? If you look at the end of verse 16, it says, so that we may see your good works and to give glory to your Father who is in heaven. To give glory to God in heaven. And church, this is what I want to share with you guys. This is our purpose. This is our call as Christians. This is what separates us from just being quote-unquote nice people. We have a purpose. We have a call to give glory to our God in heaven, to give glory to our Father in heaven. All the things we say to others, all the things we do, to, do for others, the way we serve one another, to love one another, how we live our lives, it all comes to this thing about glorifying our God in heaven. Can I get an amen? Awesome, cool. Um, when we do this, when we show our light, when we glorify our God in heaven, it's so that when we share this, when we show this, it's so that others may experience the love of Jesus Christ and that they may come to know how good he is and have a relationship with him. That's the goal. We want to share that with others. And so uh, you've got, if you can turn to the next uh, slide. Uh, yeah, this is Tim Tebow. How many of you guys know Tim Tebow? All right, yeah, I love Tim Tebow. Uh, if you guys don't know, Tim Tebow uh, used to be a professional NFL player. Uh, right now he's in the minor leagues uh, playing baseball. But he was known to be a professional football player in the NFL. He used to be a Heisman Trophy winner. Um, he, and he played, a, he played in the NFL for the Denver Broncos. And he's probably most known for the uh, first-round playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So any of you Pittsburgh Steelers fans, shout out to you guys because you lost that game. Because uh, this guy right here... Um, but more than just remembering his accomplishments on the field, um, he was, the one thing that he's mainly remembered for was his faith. If you guys know Tim Tebow, every time he was on the media or every, every, every time he was on TV, he always expressed how much he loved Jesus Christ. You know, hey Tebow, how was your game today? Well, I want to first thank my Lord Jesus Christ. He always said that, like that was always a given. But that was him. He always wanted to share his faith. So much so that people started to give him so much criticism for sharing his faith. And one of those people, uh, one of those people uh, was um, former quarterback of the Broncos, Jake Plummer. Uh, he was saying, you know, Tebow's a great player. He's a winner. But he needs to stop saying Jesus Christ all the time on the media. And so Tebow, being the man that he is, kind of shared gave a response. And I want you guys to really read this response that he gave. And I feel like it's so sound about what it means for us to live with the purpose of glorifying God. If you guys can read on the screen for me, with me. Uh, I'll read this out loud for you guys. Um, next slide, please. If you're married and you have a wife and you really love your wife, is it good enough to only say to your wife, I love her the day you get married? Or should you tell her every single day when you wake up and every opportunity? Next slide. My relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important thing in my life. So anytime I get an opportunity to tell him that I love him or given an opportunity to shout him out on national TV, I'm going to take that opportunity. 
And so I look at it as a relationship that I have with him, that I want to give him the honor and glory anytime I have the opportunity. And then after I give him, after I give him the honor and glory, I always give my teammates the honor and glory. Uh, next slide. And that's how it works because Christ comes first in my life and then my family and then my teammates. I respect Jake's opinion and I really appreciate his compliment of calling me a winner. But I feel like anytime I get the opportunity to give the Lord some praise, he is due for it. He is due for it. Uh, recently, like I said, I'm a big fan of Jimmy Fallon, Tonight's Show. And uh, I got actually sent a video from Jimmy Fallon. Not actually from Jimmy Fallon. But um, a segment where Tebow actually came on the show. And he's actually giving, um, he's sharing with the, the, the crowd about the charity work, the specific charity work that he's doing uh, with special needs uh, kids, and so I want to show that with you guys. Uh, if you guys can, if you can pop that on the screen. You do so much uh, charity work, and I think you well, we always have. But uh, it, it's just reached a level that I, I can't even believe it. I have to say uh, I'm so impressed by it, and I think it's so cool that you do this. Uh, I, I, uh, Tim Tebow Foundation. Yeah. And what is the thing, you have a thing called Night to Shine. Yes. And what is this again? Well, Night to Shine is a worldwide prom for people with special needs. So, and Worldwide. So you have a worldwide prom. We have a worldwide prom the Friday before Valentine's Day. And at the same time, all around the world, in every state, this past year in 11 countries, over 375 locations at one time, um, kids with special needs are being celebrated. They're walking down red carpets. They're being cheered for. And it's my favorite night of the year. It's so fun. It, it, it's, I love that you do that. Have you... Uh, I want to hear about your prom. Have you ever, uh, what was your prom experience? You, you know, I never went to prom in high school. I was always playing baseball, basketball, or football. We were always so busy. Oh, no. I know. You've never been to prom. That means you've never, you've never given a date <laughs> one, of these, one of these? It's beautiful. Dude, it's like a scrunchie with a, with a flower attached. Very fashionable. It goes with nothing. Thank you and, so uh, much. Yeah, this is for you. <laughs> Thank yeah, exactly. you. No, it's you actually, beautiful. You do have someone you'd like to give it to tonight, uh, someone in the audience. I do. There is actually a special girl here in the audience that went to Night to Shine here in New York, and she is so amazing. She, she is so inspirational, and she actually reached out to me and invited me to prom, and I was kind of flying all over the world going to a lot of them, but we invited her mom here today. And she is here, and I am here. And so, Judy Adams, I was wondering if maybe I could have a dance. about Tebow is that when you saw something that video he simply doesn't do that just to be a nice person um, 
knowing after what we read in his quotes, you know, he had the opportunity to share to others the love of Jesus Christ, whether it be through something as simple as that. He's living a purpose to glorify God. And the way he showed that was to show a girl with special needs how valuable, how beautiful she was because that's how Jesus sees her. Isn't that amazing? And that's, that's just what our call is as Christians. You know, we're not just called to be nice. We have a grander purpose to give glory to God and show others how much they are loved by God so that they may know him. And so uh, if you go to the next slide, we're going to read from John 13. Uh, I'll read this for us. Um, you know, Jesus is talking to his disciples, you know, a little before he gets arrested. Um, but he tells them, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. Jesus doesn't say if you read your Bible a hundred times, people will know you are my disciples. Jesus doesn't say if you pray a thousand times in one day, which is kind of probably impossible, people will know you are my disciples. He doesn't say that. What does he say? By loving one another, everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. And I want to just land a plane with this. For us as a church and as Christians, are we not called to be followers of Jesus? Are we not called to be his disciples, to love others so that they may know who Jesus is and how great he is? Are we not called to give him the glory and all the praise? We are called to do all these things. This is our call. This is our purpose. We strive for something much bigger than just being nice. We strive for something much grander. And I just want to leave that with you guys as we close, is that when you guys leave these doors, that we have a great and, and grand purpose that God has given to us. And so just to look on the screen, we have some applications. Um, and these are just kind of like little practicals here and there. And so, I, so the first one, I want to sh- uh, give an sh- uh, application to the families. Uh, to all you parents out there, uh, I want to challenge you this. How can you as a, as a mom or a dad not only speak the love of Christ, but show your kids the love of Jesus so that they may know him? How can you be an example so that they may know and come to know Jesus? And uh, one of the specifics I want to actually encourage you parents is, is to pray for your kids. I think that's one of the greatest ways we can show love to them to letting them know, I'm praying for you, praying that God will be there with you, praying that you will always remember how much God loves you. And I want to just share this a little bit. Um, I was talking with a friend uh, at, at, at school, at seminary, just about a couple weeks ago, and uh, we're just kind of sh- chatting, sharing life, and he kind of shared with me his testimony. Uh, he didn't grow up in a Christian home, but, you know, by the grace of God, you know, God really changed his heart, and now he's in the ministry route. Um, but he was, we're just talking, and the one thing he said, there's just something he said that really just caught me off guard, where he was saying, you know, Jess, um, it's, you know, I'm very envious of people like you. 
And I was like, what? Like, what do I do? I'm not, I don't think I'm that great. But he was saying, you probably have parents that probably prayed for you. And because of their prayers, you're where you are right now. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty true. Yeah, my, I remember my parents praying for me. He's like, you know, for me growing up, I didn't have that luxury. You know, my parents could give, feed me food. They can give me all these things and take care of me. But the one thing they cannot do is pray for my soul. They can't pray for me. They can't pray that God would be there with me. And I was just kind of like blown away. I was like, wow, like I didn't think of it that way. But he had a point that we can do all these things, but then if you don't pray for them, it's like, what's the point? It's something, it's just so crazy. But I always, I just, and as a youth pastor for all the parents out there, I just want to encourage you parents, you know, for your kids, pray for them. You know, that's one way that you can show love to them. Show them Jesus. And for all the youth students around here, uh, you know, I want to encourage you guys to honor and respect your parents. You know, you know, don't think whatever they tell you is like, oh my gosh, like just leave me alone. You know, don't do that. You know, they do what's best for you. And I'm saying this to myself too because whenever I go home, my mom tells me stuff. I'm like, oh, geez, you know. And so like, I need to say this to myself as well, but, you know, let's honor and respect our parents. Um, they do what they, is best to take care of us, to love us. And so um, if we go to the next one, um, for those who are working, you know, I want to challenge you guys. How can you guys in your workplaces show your coworkers, show your employees, uh, show customers, whoever it is, the love of Jesus Christ? Not so much more than just talking. How can you as Christians show them? the love of Jesus Christ. Um, same with the next, next three. If you, guys, if you can scroll to the next three. Um, friends. Uh, the next one too. Community. And also even your enemies. How can you guys show the love of Jesus Christ um, to your friends, to your communities, and even to your enemies? Maybe there's some people you need to forgive, which is so difficult to do. Maybe there's a friend who does not know Jesus, who, who's just outcasted alone. How can we reach out to them? In the city of La Mirada that we live in, how can we reach out to our community and show them the love of Jesus Christ? How can we shine our light so that they may come to know God and worship him? And so I just want to close with that. Um, and I just want to say this, you know, um, you know, I thank you guys for letting me be a part of this family. Uh, it's, I love being here, and I always tell you guys that every single time. Uh, and so one of the ways, uh, if it's all right with you guys, I just want to pray for you guys as a way that I want to show my love for you as a church. And so is that cool with you all? Is that okay with you? Cool. I hope no one says no. That's kind of scary if that happens. <laughs> but uh, let me pray for us, and then we'll close. God, we want to thank you so much. Father, I, I want to thank you so much. I thank you for my friends. I thank you for my family here at CPCLM. I, I pray for every single individual here. God, you know what's on their hearts and you know what they are going through. And Lord, you never leave us alone. You are always constantly with us because that's who you are. You care for us. And so, God, I just want to pray that, God, as Christians, as believers, as followers, as disciples for you, that, God, we will continue to follow you 
to love those so that they, to, for us to shine our light so that they may know, not to see us, but that they ultimately will know and come to see you for who you are and that they will come to know how much you love them, the sacrifice you gave for them, and that how you are with them. And so I just want to pray for my friends, my family here, that you will bless them as they leave these doors. Encourage them, be with them, and love them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And we want to pray that the prayer that you taught us, our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thy is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.